Hello and welcome to the Heroin TV podcast. Today is Sunday, August 25th, 2013. Uh, by the time you listen to this, though, it'll probably be Monday <laughs> because um, I already recorded two podcasts yesterday, so I think I'll give her, give the airwaves a little break. <laughs> my name is Lucia, and with me today I have my friend Kyle back again. Hi, Kyle. Hello. Glad to have you back on the podcast. It's probably been about a month uh, since we last discussed. Well, maybe longer. Yeah, I don't even know what we talked about last time. Last time we discussed Dexter. Well, we've done, actually, gosh, it's all a blur. You came on to discuss Downton Abbey. Then you came back and we discussed Breaking Bad and Dexter. This time, this time we're going to discuss, last time we podcasted, we had only watched up to season four of Breaking Bad. And now we are all caught up, correct? Yes. Yeah, there's an episode that's actually airing right now while we're talking. Um, Well, right now for you. Right now for me that I'm not caught up on. (laughs) But we are caught up through uh, the episode uh, Blood Money, or no, what's the second Blood Money and then Buried. So we're caught up through Buried, yeah. which aired um, last Sunday. And so we want to discuss Season 5A and Season 5B, which I guess is what they're legally calling it. <laughs> oh, really? Okay. Because it's still all Season 5, you know? Um, right. I guess like when AMC renewed them, it was it's all part of the fifth season technically, but, you know, Season 5 Part 1 already released on DVD and Season Five part two is what's currently airing. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so like we are both very obsessed with Breaking Bad and both marathoned it this summer. And if you missed the first part of our podcast when we talked about the first four seasons, you can go back and listen to that. I'll link it in the podcast. Um, so when we come back at the beginning of season five, um, and obviously there's going to be spoilers. So don't listen to this if you're going to, you know, don't want to know. That goes without saying. Yeah. Like, what did you think about its return? Because season four, like, Ender was so crazy. You know, Gus dies, and um, Walt, you know, we learn that he's the one behind the poisoning. And then you come back in season five and kind of dealing with everything. What what did you think of the early, the first half of season five? Well, I love the fact that it opened with another, like, future foreshadowing scenario. And then the, uh, you know, with Walt one year, one year later, you know, and he's all disheveled and everything. Uh, and then the same thing happened with the beginning of season 5B. It was just sort of the rest of that. Um, yes. And I'm glad you mentioned that because when I first watched it, like, I didn't realize that was the future. Like, I... <laughs> oh, no, I assumed because they've done that in almost every season. <laughs> I know. But then I was like listening. I was like reading. Inter- I was reading stuff, and I was like, "Oh yeah, of course." So right, yeah, yeah. Um, which sort of, well, we can talk about whether or not that spoils some of the plot elements of of the actual stories. But I liked the first few episodes, uh, the first half of season five. I was just basically the whole time thinking, "Okay, where are they going?" You know, like. Um, but I enjoyed it. I mean, I especially the last few episodes when it really kind of started rolling toward toward the conclusion of the first half. Um, I definitely liked that Mike had a bigger role. Um, mm-hmm. I've been sort of waiting for that to happen. Um, I'm not sure what I thought of Skyler though in this in, in this season because I don't know if you remember, but last time 
when we talked about Skylar, I was kind of excited about the fact that it seemed like she was kind of embracing it a little bit. Yes, and actually... And liking the power and all that. And then she did a total 180 from that, and I didn't really think that was particularly well set up in the previous seasons. I didn't see that coming at all. Yeah, you had argued that she really loved Walt. And I, I, I wasn't totally sure. I mean... But you had definitely made a strong argument for the fact that that Skylar um, was invested in the family and had conflicted feelings about it, and I right. do and feel also that, like, like the show that the show did jump from her being conflict morally conflicted to condemning him completely. Um, not even, not even just morally conflicted but i felt like she kind of liked the fact that she had power over something that she was the one who was laundering the money and that she's good at that sort of thing and she sort of liked that a little bit yeah and And that that totally disappeared in season five in season five a and then now i kind of feel like they're bringing back up the fact that it's more complicated because now she's yeah i know i agree i feel like that was kind of it made yeah like her wading into that pool and like trying to act like she's suicidal in order to get the kids away from Walt because they're not safe um like that was such a big part of the first half of the season five and it it did feel like On the one hand, it felt true to character because she is a mother, and obviously she wanted to protect mm-hmm. her kids, and that would make sense. And his life has becoming increasingly dangerous. Um, but at the same time, like you said, there seemed to be these steps where they were working together and were colluding, and then all of a sudden it's right all about how bad he is. Um, and what's crazy is she doesn't even know the hat. Like, even though she knows a lot, and I like that she knows right. stuff because that's one of the things that makes her more interesting. If she didn't know stuff or was deliberately in the dark, like Carmela Soprano or something, you know, she wouldn't be as interesting. Like, I like that she's different. She really does know what's going on. She's very smart. Like, he can't really hide stuff from her. But at the same time, right. Nobody knows everything that Walt has done except for the audience. Like, well, Saul even makes that point in season five B. He says something like, "What does she actually know?" And and even you Saul know? doesn't know. Like, I mean, we are the ones who saw him let Jane choke to death, and right. nobody else knows that except for us, <laughs> the That's audience, true. and yeah. Walt, and and we are the ones that know that he what he did to Brock and she doesn't know that and nobody knows that um and so like she even just knowing the stuff she knows she thinks he's a monster but it's like imagine if she really knew she doesn't know he murdered that like um crazy eight she doesn't know um, yeah, she doesn't know that he told Jesse to murder Gail no. like, or any of that uh, although he did say this thing about like I'm the one who knocks like I'm the one that you know he, he said all this stuff but yeah, like it, yeah, even, but she doesn't actually know. Yeah, she doesn't know like yeah, she doesn't know the details. Um, but she knows it's like dangerous, and she knows that he killed Gus. I think she's pretty. Yeah, I mean, you know, I think she knows he killed Gus, but it's like uh, Gus was a drug dealer. Maybe she's you know that's not the same as killing. You know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, 
Yeah, so I do agree that I feel like it's been a little inconsistent. And and I do feel like Skylar as a character, I think she's a strong... I think her per- she has a personality as a personality. She's a very... She's a very steely woman. Like, she is... This is how she is. And she has very high standards. And this is how people need to behave to her or else, you know, they just... She won't accept it. You know, like, she's very... She has these high standards, and I feel like it's kind of almost set up for people, for the audience, not not to like her. Um, but at the same time, because she's so smart um, and is also very self-reliant, like, she doesn't require people to take care of her or do things for her mm-hmm. at all. Like, she's very in control of her own life. That makes her interesting and likable as a character as well. So it's like there are these elements to her right. where I can understand why people would dislike her, but at the same time, I feel like there's a lot of elements about her that are are strong, you know? Right. Right. I like Skylar. I mean, I don't... Yeah, and I knew and I knew that you liked her from last time we podcasted, which I thought was interesting because I don't think... I don't know if we talked about this last time, but there's a big contingent on the internet that hates no, her. No, I, I discovered that when you sent me those articles yeah. today. And I had, I had no idea. So no. you had no idea if people hated her. No, <laughs> yeah. No, so because I mean, you, as as you know, and I'm sure anyone who's listened before, I don't, I don't do any research. You know, I just watch the show, and if I like it, fine, whatever. I don't really pay attention too much to what other people think. And I, I was, I, I was stunned. I was like, where is all this coming from? I, it's a TV show. Everyone, like, calm down. Like, I don't know. That was that was just kind of my reaction to. That people hate Skylar. Like, why do you hate her? It's it's she's a character. It's a it's a story. Mm-hmm. They're telling us this story. Just enjoy it. You know, yeah. like I, I I don't know. I, I just you as you know, I don't really go in for all that like character hating and stuff too on mm-hmm. on basically any show. It's just I, I sort of take it as it's given to me. You know, <laughs> since I'm right. aware that as a viewer, I'm just kind of along for the ride. Right. Uh, but yeah, apparently other people don't think that same way. <laughs> yeah, and for the listeners, like you may or may not be aware that Anna Gunn, the actress who plays Skylar, um, wrote a piece for the New York Times to, that was published today um, called "I Have a Character Issue," in which mm-hmm. she kind of addressed the hate that her character has garnered online. Um, and then there's been a lot of response to that. Um, in some ways, to me, it almost felt old hat because I have been aware of this for a while and I've already read articles about, you know, this subject. There was this piece written by this girl I follow on twi- Twitter, um, Kayla, who wrote a really fascinating defense of Skylar White. Before I even read, watched Breaking Bad, I had read this piece where she was just discussing Skylar and a bunch of other women, female characters. Mm-hmm. Um and so I already knew in my mind, like, Skylar's place in pop culture before I watched uh, Breaking Bad, that she was mm. somebody that people hated. And when I watched it, I was already thinking, like, oh, I could sort of see why some people might not like her. Um, but I think what Anna Gunn's piece, and I'll link to that in the podcast notes, addresses is kind of there is a misogynistic aspect to this. There's a gendered aspect to this. Um, and yeah, I think it sure seems like it. It, <laughs> it, it very, it very much is, but I think it's also more complex because I think there's plenty of, um, like there are plenty of people I would, 
admire and like online who are women who also might not like Skylar for whatever reasons. Well, however, however those people also hate those people also hate Walter. <laughs> and the thing is, like right. the thing that's the the thing that's disturbing about the Skylar hate is hating Skylar um, because she's an obstacle in Walt's way and still yeah, and still supporting okay. Walt. Like if you're supporting Walt at this stage in the show something wrong. There's something wrong. And I'm sorry. Like I know people can people can um what's the word? interpret art in whatever way they want. But even the creator of Breaking Bad, Vince Gilligan, um right. I've been watching lots of interviews with him and and listening to lots of interviews with him and uh, he's he's a funny guy. I like him a lot. And what he was pointing out was like he doesn't he, Walt's a monster. Like he doesn't like Walt anymore at all. Like he despises Walt. But he was saying how he had to um he had to be careful about what he said in front of um in front of Brian Cranston because mm-hmm. one time he he said honestly what he felt about Walt and Brian Cranston's like face fell. Because to Brian Cranston, he can't think of his character that way, right? Like he right. has to think of you know, he, he has to be Walt and he has to think, you know, he is somebody worthy. Um, but the person who's writing him is very intentionally writing the destruction of a man. Like, he's writing um, a character, I think... And actually, you know, I've I've read some really interesting critical pieces where uh, people have said, have referred to Breaking Bad as one of the most moral shows on TV. And because every... There are are so many consequences. Like, and we've talked about this on the podcast, right? This idea of whether yes. people have consequences and it's like with Walt the show's all about consequences. the show is all about it it's like you are it is not glorifying him at all like it's not this is not the story of no and I can't see how anyone would think that and, 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 and it is very much like there's a judeo-christian almost like um morality imposed on this thing where there are these like and it, and it very quickly shifted to be almost like Jesse is kind of the conscious of the show because even though he's done these bad things he's always feels bad about it right he has Especially this guilt now, yeah. he always has this guilt and he's all he's trying to like um and I just worry I worry if he's gone too far where where Jesse will ever be able to find any peace like will he because for me like Jesse is the avatar of the show like he is what I am mm-hmm experiencing the show through but it's like he's been so just destroyed by everything that's happened that it's like i i i don't think there's any happy ending for him well i don't know if you read but one of the articles you sent me had a link to uh a recent i guess another article from today uh which is just a an interview with vince gilligan and he was talking about writing the end of the show Mm -hmm. and about how trying to come up with an ending he said that the ending that they've come up with is what he he hopes that people think that it's satisfying and that it's the best ending but he also said that that doesn't mean that the best ending is a happy ending or a sad ending that it would it should just be the kind of ending that when the show is over you will sit there for a little while and think about and say um yes that's the way the show had to end you know, and I'm like, yeah. I, don't, I don't know if that inspires confidence in what's coming or not. But um, I mean, so yeah. I thought that was kind of interesting. He also talked in that same interview about how they wrote Skylar and how that was a struggle for them and how they had to sort of make her do things sometimes that seemed inorganic in order to keep the show going. And I think mm-hmm. that's something that we identified 
earlier, right? You know, when we we're talking about some of the stuff that she was doing. Um, so that was an interesting. Yeah, in some ways, she's had to be a plot device. Yes. Um, because the show is so so tightly plotted and structured, um, even though it is such a great character drama, the the plot really controls so much of it. Um, and so I think often she's had to be the the transitionary element that has had to shift. Yeah. Um, uh, and then you can just like you know, cut to Aaron Paul where he's feeling emotions, but Anna Gunn really has to be doing more because so much relies on, on that dynamic of Walt's home life and, and how he is mm-hmm. initially, you know, the whole premise is he's going to build this nest egg in order for his family and how that snowballs and becomes something so twisted. Um, yeah. And, uh, which we'll it's get into. It's still the main thing that he's focused on though. Yes. Although at this point, it's almost like he's focusing on that as a salvation. Like he says, I mean, I'm skipping ahead, but in the most recent in episode, um, in the episode buried, he 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 needs to hold on to that money because he feels like that's the only way anything will be, will have been worth it. He needs that money so that somehow he can justify everything he's done. It's not that he needs the money. He's telling her, right. He needs, but he needs the money to to keep it. You know, he needs them to keep the money so that, well, no, yeah, he literally says, don't let me have done all this for nothing. Yeah, don't let me, and, 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 and in that moment, you know, at this point in the show, we've lost, we've lost any admiration for him so much that I just want to punch him in the face in that moment, because he's so, what a greedy bastard, like, as if he thinks that money is really what is actually, if any of this is worth it, like, killing all these people is, like, worth this money, it's like, he's so, that shows well, how far so he's far lost, gone, he's so and... far gone, he's so far gone, it's like, Oh my god! Oh my god! It's just, but it's fascinating to watch. No matter how much I just, I just like Walt. It's like that doesn't yeah, and, make me. And that that really is a credit to Brian Cranston too. That even the show's creator hates the character. Now I don't think that's a bad thing. I think that's a good thing in terms of how how he's portrayed this character over these seasons. I mean, I, I think that's a credit to what he's done. Yeah. Um, as an actor. Yeah. Um, the fact that you hate him so much, it's like, <laughs> it takes a lot to do that, um, you know, in, in shows. To just absolutely despise the the main character, and yet all you want to do is watch the next episode. Right. And, and, and it's not like you don't want to, you want to find out what happens to him. Like, you're not disinterested right. in him. You're despising him, but you're not at all apathetic to him, you know? No, like, not at all. You care very much about what happens to Walt. It's just you want him to die. <laughs> yeah, or something. Like, I don't know, I don't even know what I want. For, for a while, I, I just... like... For a while, I was like, oh, I want I want Jesse to kill Walt, or I want, like, Walt to suffocate under his pile of money. Uh, but I, I, yeah. I, now I just don't, I don't know. Like, I, I feel really worried about Jesse's mental health now, so it's like, I don't want him to actually have to kill Walt, and I worry that that's what's going to have to happen. And I, I feel like if he so. kills Walt, that's going to destroy him. I mean, like, they're, well, I mean, who knows, yeah, we'll right? Just... They're, obviously, they're obviously setting us up for Walt to do some kind of, like, you know, public, like, murder, like, suicide thing. Yeah. Well, you know, but I mean, as usual, though, whatever they're setting us up for is not what it seems, I'm sure. Yeah. And, 
before we get into what they're setting up, because I do want to talk about that, mm-hmm. let's talk a little bit about some of the stuff that was set up in season five A. Um, because right, as usual, we're jumping all over the. Place. I know, I know. We're ju- it's okay. It's okay. That's you know. It's we are organic. not we are not getting paid, and I'm having a glass of wine, and so this is yeah, what, exactly. what it is. This is what it is. Um, but in season five A, um, one of the things that was that was I felt kind of shaky. I wasn't. I'm still not quite sure about this this new character of Lydia and this expansion of the business. You know, this gets introduced and it becomes very important, and it's still important in season five B. What do you think about Lydia and the new dynamic that she brings in? Um. In terms of what I think about her as a character, I don't really have any thoughts. I mean, she's she's just she's kind of there. Like, I mean, I know she, she serves a purpose. I like the idea of expanding the business and that they needed help to do that and that you find out that that's what Gus was doing and how he was going about doing it. You know, they were using this corporation to help them you know, move all this stuff and get all the, you know, get all the ingredients they needed and all of that. And, uh, I mean, so I like that you're sort of let behind the curtain there Mm -hmm. to see how Gus's operation actually works. And it makes sense that Walt would try to take that over and then, and then do so. Um, I mean, as he said before, he's in the empire business. Oh God, uh, he's in the empire business. Oh, and you know, well, okay, yeah, I believe that's in season five, a, isn't it? When when yeah. Jesse says, "What are we doing this for? Are we in We're the Mets business? The are we in the business. money business?" And he said, We're "I'm not in the money business, business or the Mets business." You're right. I'm in the Empire business, and so that, I mean, it makes perfect sense. Um, I kind of, I, I did sort of enjoy the way she was played. I like the fact that she's all jittery and scared all the time, and I mean, and you would be too, like if you mm-hmm. were sort of in her situation and but at the same time she's pretty smart and weasels her way out of getting murdered a few times and you know um you know stuff like that so i mean i don't know she doesn't have there's not a ton of depth there but i mean at the same time you don't really need that because Mm -hmm. she's not like a main character or anything i did like what she did it in season 5b but we're not there yet yeah Yeah, um, and I, and it was interesting how um, you know Mike who oh rest in peace. Well, okay, right. Mike, yeah. Okay, Mike dies in season five A, and it was like that was really where for a lot of people it was like finally they were just like could never forgive Walt because he killed yeah because we just love Mike so much. Like, Mike's and what's great. so funny is do you have you heard the story that um the character of Mike was originally was brought in just because the actor who plays Saul Bob Odenkirk um wasn't available he was supposed to do the thing but because it wasn't available they had to create a new character to take care of the jane business and oh. <laughs> and so that's when they brought in mike and then he well, became you know then of course it became like one of the best things ever um uh, like i just love mike so much um and this idea that mike when mike goes to kill lydia because lydia wants him to kill all of his men and the thing is yes. like mike has so much on like mike even though he's an assassin like he's a hitman you know he has a yeah, honor he works code. for he has a code. and all that he has a code of behavior like this is right. 
like, and so what Lydia asks him, he won't do it. Like he's not going to, He's not going to yeah, take out all Yeah, the only way men. he explains it are these are those are my guys. Like that's yeah. all he has to say, like, and you sort of guys. get where he's coming from. And he, you just feel like loyalty is so important to him. Like, um, and that's why like Jesse, I think, gravitates to him because loyalty is also important to Jesse, and that's right. probably and why he's not. Imp- why it's not important at all to Walt. Mm-hmm. Well, it's important that everyone be loyal to Walt. Yeah, Ugh. but Walt doesn't feel loyalty towards anyone. Yeah, well, Walt's just so broken. Ugh, but um, but yeah, so like. He won't do it, so then she tries to do it on her own, and when he finds that out, he's going to kill Lydia, and then he doesn't because he feels bad for her because she's like, appeals to sensitivity because she has a daughter and stuff, and she's this woman, mm-hmm. and I, you get the feeling that Mike doesn't really go around killing a lot of women. Um, and I loved right. I loved the, that that brought up this conversation where then when he decides he really is going to kill Lydia because she tricked him, and now he's going to kill her, yeah. um, he's trying to tell Jesse, he's like, Basically, he has to kill her because of sexism. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Because it would be sexist if he didn't kill her just because she's a woman. Yeah. Um, and I thought that conversation was amazing. I Yeah, that's a different dynamic. I loved them bringing up that aspect because it is very much a part of pop culture that you would admire a man who might kill lots of men but then spare women and children that for some reason that's considered it's, that's okay yeah uh you know something good but like what if she really is bad and it's like um isn't it sexism to not kill her just because she's a woman yeah yeah that was pretty funny <laughs> like oh okay well that makes sense i just like them, like <laughs> i just like when they address those kind of issues like even if what yeah. they're concluding isn't correct it's like having that conversation. I like them to have that conversation. It's just interesting. I feel. Yes. Yeah. Definitely. Um, of course he doesn't end up killing her, but well, no, because in the end, you know, it turns out that they've got to have methylamine. <laughs> yes. They got to have the methylamine. And it, and it also turns out that she wasn't lying to them. She, it was the, it was the FBI or sorry, the DEA that had put, yeah. Put those GPS trackers on the on the on the barrels, so she gets saved by that bug that they put in Hank's office. Um, right, and so you know she's brought around. But the thing about her is she's just so unstable because she is so jittery. It's like you know you're just always worried about if she's gonna, you know, she just isn't very stable of a character, you know. Right. Um, but it it does expand the world in an interesting way, um, and then sets up. I don't remember the order of what happens. Like, does Walt kill Mike before he kills all of Mike's guys, or does he kill Mike first? I believe he kills Mike first, and then they sort of immediately set that into motion. Set that in motion. Um, and like, I don't remember though. Either know, that or it's simultaneous. Yeah. Either way. Um, so like, Walt eventually, when he does sets up that thing with Todd, he gets Todd because <laughs> Todd, yeah. of course, has a bunch of like. Pre- family member Todd's in prison. Todd's uncle or whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah, Todd's uncle. And they, like, set up that, like, murder scene where they kill, like, nine of those guys yeah. simultaneously. That was fantastic. That yeah. was really good TV. Um, yeah, it really, really was. The other standout moment from 5A is the the train heist episode. Yeah, that was great. Which... I liked that a lot. Was horrifying. Um, like, yeah, okay. they, because they, they never let you... You're never... <laughs> They never let you enjoy anything in this no. show. Like they're <laughs> celebrating up, oh, they murdered a kid. They're like, oh, god, and, and, you know. Like, 
and you just can't believe he did that. Like, like, and and in that moment, you're just feeling all of Jesse's pain. Like in that moment, yeah. I was more upset for Jesse than I was for this kid. I didn't know this kid. I mean, it's a fake. Right. Kid anyways, yeah. I mean, because then you but know. But in that moment, I'm just thinking, Jesse. oh my god, just is just this is gonna kill Jesse. Like I'm just thinking in my head, yeah. like this is gonna break his heart. Like he can't have. He hates when kids get hurt. He just wants to protect the children. Um. So I was like screaming at that <laughs> when 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 Todd takes out that gun and oh my yeah. god and then so well funny. and then of course you know it's another situation where Jesse's going to be devastated and go into this spiral but you also know that Walt is going to pretend that he cares but he doesn't really and manipulate Jesse some oh, more which is yeah. what happens which is you know? what happens <laughs> it's uh, like how he's like oh I I lay awake at night no you don't no, stop saying you that. don't stop believing him Jesse I know like, and Jesse no, just he doesn't oh, lay awake at Jesse. He just believes it. He doesn't want to believe it. And yeah, there was a lot of interesting stuff in the dynamic between Mike and Jesse and Walt throughout that those first episodes of the season. Yeah, because Mike kind is of, trying to tell him, like, you know what, Walt, you you should get out. <laughs> yeah, and testing the loyalties and, and, and of which he's going to decide. And eventually, like, what Jesse, Mike wants out and Jesse wants out. And they both say we're out. But it's like Walt kind of looks at Jesse sadly because he kind of knows, like, Walt's not really going to let Jesse out the way that... Right. You know, he wants right. to be. Yeah. Um, he knows that that won't happen. Um, and... Just because and, he knows he'll manipulate him somehow or something and... Yeah, and basically what he does is he ends up not giving him his money. Like, Walt, Jesse has to walk away because Walt tries to keep him in with the thing of, well, stay in and then I'll give you your money. He's like, no, I'm out now. And so then he doesn't give him his money. Like, he doesn't get his money until actually... He eventually get the money, though. Yeah, well, for... But yeah, he gets the money... Um, in the very end of season five A, or at the very beginning of season five B, I think it's the no, the it's very the end, end of 5A. season five A. Yeah, at the end he drops off that money, um, but that's always something that Walt has done. He's used the money as a right. way to manipulate Jesse and force him into doing things. But um, Jesse has always not cared as much about the money. No, Jesse doesn't care about the money. <laughs> It's so. In fact, he doesn't even want the money. He it's like he it. did. It, it's such an interesting dynamic. He seemed so relieved when Walt gave him the money, but then he doesn't want the money. Well, like, the reason he why he was relieved was he thought that Walt was going to come and kill him. I think, and the fact that Walt, oh, yeah, that's in that true. scene when Walt he has that gun in his thing, thinking, "Oh my God, Walt might be coming to kill me," and when Walt doesn't. He's so relieved. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> and he thinks it's like proof. And actually, there was a deleted. Well, it's not exactly a deleted scene. It was like the special feature on the on the DVD. Did you watch oh, it? No, I didn't watch it. I have that. Okay, I so there was this it. deleted scene thing that said um, it was something like I forget what they called it. It was something like um, it had like a there was a stripper um, and they. They called it something. It was like a little, um, little feature thing, and it was basically like a a, a a long scene where Jesse's at home with Skinny Pete and um, and Badger. Badger, yeah. And they have a stripper there performing for them at his house. Like they paid her to come, and Saul comes over, and Saul. Um, Knows the stripper because obviously they're good friends and has like sure, making yeah. conversation about like her family. Um, and then Saul and wants to talk to Jesse alone, and Saul tells Jesse that 
Mike was that that um, that Walt killed Mike. So in that scene, which I don't know if it's counted as canon or not because it didn't actually happen on TV, mm. Walt, uh, Mike, he, sorry, Jesse knows that Walt killed Mike. Well, I think so, and, and I think that's need, the subtext in the scene. Include, you didn't need it, yeah, because you can. They imagine didn't even need to include that because you know that Jesse, he's yeah, thinks that Mike is dead. Like, he's yeah. not stupid. Yeah, so he basically he knows that what Mike is dead, and then and Saul's the one that gives him a, the gun. Saul gives him the gun to protect himself. He says Mike's dead, and basically like you might need this. And so then when Walt comes over, oh, okay. he's got that gun in his in his pocket because Saul just gave it to him and told him what's up. So there was like, you know, but yeah, in the end you don't really need that because I think it's pretty clear from Jesse's face that he knows. Right. And 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 then when they have that conversation in 5B, it's like, you know that he knows that that's not true. Yeah. But he just, I don't know, he just wants to believe Walt for, for whatever reason. It's like all the stuff that Walt has ever done. He still calls him Mr. White. Yeah, I mean it's it's we're we're at the end of the series, you know. He doesn't ever call him Walt. He's still Mister White, you know. Yeah. Like he just wants to believe him, even though he knows deep down that Walt is just evil, you know. <laughs> like just completely, you know. I I don't know, so I just don't mm-hmm. know where it's gonna end up with them. But mm-hmm. I mean, what do you he, what do you think of 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 the character of Todd and how then he when Jesse finally says he's out and. Todd steps in to be like his apprentice. What what do you think about Todd? See, I think it's interesting that Walt doesn't like Todd. Yeah, Walt doesn't like, like Todd. Because, Poor Todd. Like, because Walt, I don't and know. And Walt, Walt didn't like Gail acts, either. Walt doesn't like anybody except for Walt Jesse. Only wants Jesse. Except he's mean to Jesse. Except he doesn't like. I mean, he doesn't like Jesse either because I mean, he he believes that he likes Jesse, but all he does is manipulate him all the time, and. I don't think if you actually asked Walt, like if that was possible, what he thought he was doing, that he would say anything like that. But I, I think that like Todd is the perfect person for Walt because he he's has, a sociopath, like, he, right? He has no like qualms about any of it. He's willing to totally work hard. And you know, Jesse, he used to have a problem with Jesse and how Jesse is sort of frivolous and and, and whatever. Like Todd is the perfect <laughs> assistant for Walt, and Walt doesn't like him just yeah. because. You know, I, I don't. It, it's 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 great. Um, I like the character of Todd because I think. Um, I mean, it just once again, like Lydia, he's kind of there to add situations for mm-hmm. the other characters to deal with. Which you know is fine. You you need those sorts of things in a show, um, but but yeah, they're they're really perfect for each other. And <laughs> he'll just he'll kill some kid and help Walt put the kid in a barrel and whatever. You know he doesn't care that Mike's dead and he helped Walt dissolve that body too. And he's just willing to do anything. Yeah. And, he, <laughs> and Walt doesn't really like him. It's just like oh, all right, you're not Jesse though. And it's just such a, that's what I love about this show is that, especially Walt is such a complicated character, even though you end up hating him, he has all the, there's so many dynamics going on with him all the time. Right. Yeah. He's, he's never just one thing. And, and, and the, the actor who plays Todd is Jesse Plemons, who 
mm-hmm. was on. I, I'm going to ask you this question, knowing the answer is no, and you're going to well, break no, my heart. Even, I don't. I've never seen him before. So okay. So you haven't seen Friday Night Lights, so you no, don't know. I've, he was. He played Landry Landry Clark on uh, on Friday Night Lights, and he was an amazing like show. He was an amazing character. Is, is that a football show? It's a football show, but... I guess it's weird that I haven't seen it. But it's but. about football in the same way that Breaking Bad is about meth. Oh, you know, okay. It's, so. it, it, it's, you know, that, it's, you know, it's not, you don't watch it because, oh, I really love meth, so I should really watch a show about meth. Okay. <laughs> you don't, right. you don't have to love football to, to love Friday Night Lights, but... um in why you like it. Yeah, because so. I don't like sports. Um, but... I do like the sports drama because often sports dramas have, you know, have those emotional moments that are, you know, making oh, yeah. TV. Oh, yeah. Sports but... dramas, some of them are, like, the best movies. Yeah. So, but Friday Night Lights hey, is amazing. Hey, before we get too far afield. After uh... you watch all the other things on your list, like Battlestar Galactica and Sopranos, then maybe you can watch Friday Night Lights. All right. Well, um, we'll take it one step at a time. Yeah. Tonight. gotta take it one step at a time. But I've still but... got Sons of Anarchy to get into. Oh, gosh. So... Sons of Anarchy, too. Oh, goodness. Have you watched any TV since last time we talked? Well, yeah, Breaking All Bad. All Breaking Bad. <laughs> and, um, yeah, and I'm current up on Dexter, too. Oh, so. good. Okay, good job. But you haven't watched... No. No, okay. I'm not even going to wait for you to, like, <laughs> put a show <laughs> there. Okay. <laughs> that's just no. So, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. So, Todd, that's an interesting, um, you know, addition. Um... Yeah, because you don't expect him to be a sociopath. You no, don't you're, he's, know he's, he is. Because no, the actor, ha, he's like, he's he's kind of just a born character actor. You know, like, he walks on screen and you just imagine he's this nice guy. Yeah, uh, he's like, he's hard Turns out he's a child-killing sociopath. Yeah, he's hardworking, he doesn't ask questions, really. And you just, oh, <laughs> blew that kid away. Oh, you know. Hey, I was just... And like, his reasoning no. is right. I mean, like, his reasoning makes sense. It's just that yeah, but he doesn't just, have a soul <laughs> to, like, I mean, even to Walt balance would, his reasoning. Would have killed that kid. Yeah, like, Walt would have at this day and age. Um, I don't think Walt would have killed that kid. Because, I mean, especially at that well, moment, it was well, like... He wouldn't have thought... Yeah, well, this is the thing. Walt wouldn't have killed killed that kid in that moment um but now that todd did it like yeah, it waltz don't you think sorry. walt might do it now <laughs> although Maybe. really he hasn't really been the one getting his hands dirty lately you know right. he did i mean he killed crazy eight but yeah but i mean so he so didn't walt have to be the one the kid, he didn't but kill he also now. isn't sorry that it happened no not not beyond sort of the superficial oh that was unfortunate y- you know yeah, and then um, the other memorable thing from 5A that I remember is this big storage room full of money that we see at the end. Basically, Skylar yeah. has been <laughs> compiling all their money, and it doesn't fit anywhere anymore, so she had to buy a storage right. unit, and it's like this huge pile of money, and it's like... You just uh, wonder how many hundreds of millions of dollars that is. Yeah, and, and she asks him the question, like, how much will ever be enough? Like, yeah you know, I can't even count it. Like they've got so much money. They can't even count it. Like at what point yeah. will it be enough? Um, and then he says, like, I think it's basically he, that finally sparks him to realize like 
okay, I've got enough money. I, I don't have an excuse anymore to be in this meth game. So right. he says, And I can get my family back. And he can get his family back. Sort of, you know, in, in his mind. So he's thinking, okay, now if I really, if I get out of the meth business, then I can have it back. But when I watched that scene at the end of 5A, I was just thinking, there's no way he's going to be able to get out because, like, I mean, I've watched The Godfather just when they pull you out. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. It just seemed very but it does unlikely. Seem like Walt, it does but, seem like he did get out. Yeah, and that's what's so shocking. Like, how did he – was he really able which, to do which that? Which is, is sort of inconsistent with Walt's character, although I guess it's not. Because... It's not inconsistent with his character, but I feel like it's inconsistent with the drug world. Like, like right. wouldn't there just have been more repercussions? Is it just that he was so good at keeping his identity secret that not enough people knew that would have killed him? But it just seems like – why weren't people coming yeah, to his house that for point, repercussions? Have anyone, why would anyone kill him at that yeah. point? Like when he got out. Yeah. He, you know, it's the other guy who he was partnered with didn't even want to be involved with him, really. You know, you know, that whole like say my name. Oh, yeah. Scene, like, the that same guy didn't even really want to be involved with him. And then he didn't care about the purity of the product or anything like that, really. I mean, they, they showed that in, in 5B. In this mm-hmm. most recent episode. So, I mean, yeah, maybe he'd be upset that Walt was out. But, I mean, I don't know. Not enough to do anything about it, apparently. He probably figured, like, you know what? It's better if we're not working with this guy. Yeah. You know. Um, and then, yeah. I mean, I, I guess Walt convinced them all that all you have to do is keep this running. You don't need me for it. Right. You know. And, and, and yeah. And, I mean, maybe that is inconsistent with the real drug world. But... I mean, in the show, it works because it sets up that the perfect ending to season five A, where yeah, the whole extended scene where they're all happy. I'm like, all right, so someone is gonna walk into their backyard with like an AK-47 and just take out their whole family. <laughs> What is going to happen here? Right, you just know. No way this ends this way. Right, you just know you something, know? and then of course that's when we get. Yeah, I mean, that was, like, the most brilliant ending to any of the seasons so far, I think, when Hank finds the book, which Walt, in his just complete arrogance, just has, just, like, sitting in the bathroom. Yeah, and this is all all Walt's fault. Like... Yeah, oh, yeah. I mean, like, remember back to when he had those conversations with, with Hank about... Gail and how he just he could not resist to tell him that basically Gail couldn't have done it because he just doesn't want right. anyone to take credit for his his awesomeness right. um right. and now this is and of course he keeps that Walt Whitman book right on the top of his freaking toilet where his right. brother-in-law can go in any day um and so it's all that's why it's so perfect it's like this Greek tragedy it's just right, so because perfect. Walt's always afraid of, um, he can't, he doesn't tolerate anyone else screwing up because it's always, I can't let you take me down, mm-hmm. you know? And of course he's the one that, that does the, yeah, it is a Greek tragedy. And, and it's know? all, it, yes, exactly. And, and it's also like, the, this is, his arrogant, horrible behavior is all a response to the fact that he's felt so powerless in his life all these years, that he's... Right. It's, he just feels he so took charge <laughs> and he had to take charge, but that it's like when he, Oh my God. Yeah. And so like Hank and what was great about Hank reading those words and realizing it is that 
it was such it was such a payoff for all of these years and it yes. felt it felt it felt so earned and so even though it was like he has this eureka moment from reading it then he can look back and think back to everything that's happened and realize and start put the clues together and realize like right, how I mean, so let's talk about the confrontation yes yeah, so, yeah so then that was what was so great is then we come back after the break and we don't have to wait to see them confront each other. Like it happens, oh, it happens in that first at, at episode. The first episode. It happens in the first episode. It happens in Blood Money, which is amazing. So yes, the end of the first episode. Okay, so, so your thoughts? Oh, I thought it was great. I mean, that was just a fantastic scene, and I love that Walt is like, "Oh, it's not me. You're, you're just all these accusations are insane and blah blah blah." And he's like still putting up this front, and then Hank says, "I don't even know who I'm talking to anymore." And then Walt, it <laughs> like you don't even see it coming. You know, where, where he goes, um, he goes like, well, if that's true. And if, you know, if that was yeah, true. Yeah, but that's then... not even the part. Like, if, <laughs> then I would maybe advise you to tread lightly. Tread and you're lightly. like, oh, my God, he just threatened Hank. Yeah. Like, straight and up. It, and he did it in a way that, like, if you played that tape over again, there was nothing incriminating, right? Like, he doesn't admit right. to anything, but he says it but in such a way also, that it's very clear. Literally five seconds before that, he was denying the whole thing. Right. He's denying it, and then he's saying, but hey, if that but were hey, true. you might want to not challenge me. And you're if like, that were oh, true, then maybe you should realize I'm not to be fucked with. <laughs> yeah, basically. And, uh, I mean, I thought it was genius. I mean, I love that guy who plays Hank. Was it Dean Norris? Mm-hmm. Or, but I've not seen him in anything else, but... Um, He's great in that in that scene. He's great all the time, but especially in that scene where it's like he he just wants to like kill him, like right there, mm-hmm. you know. And uh, I love how he you know, closes the garage door behind him, and Walt's like, "Oh, I like how you're looking at me right now," you know. <laughs> and then he yeah. just punches him, slams him up against the garage door. It was great. Um, and then I also love that Marie has the exact same reaction as Skylar, basically, um, later, I guess, in the second episode, mm-hmm. uh, which is sort of her coming to the realization that Skylar is also like uh, part of the problem here, at least yeah. for your perspective. Um, but but yeah, that, that yeah, whole that was... first episode is great, um, where Jesse is trying to... Uh, he doesn't want the money and doesn't know what to do with it. And, uh, and then Walt manipulates him again. You know, oh, I didn't kill Mike. Mike's alive, blah, blah, blah. Right. But the, what's great about this time is this time you can tell Jesse doesn't believe him. Yeah, he, he acts know. like he does. Jesse... And it's like, I like what I like that Walt said a couple times in that conversation. I need you to believe I me. I need on. you to believe And he does need, he does um... need, he's always needed Jesse to trust him and believe in him, even when nobody else does, he yeah. has to have Jesse believing in him, which is weird. Like and, he just fixation yes. on controlling him. Yes, because I feel like Jesse is his tie to like the yeah, whatever conscience shred, and humanity. Yeah. You know, Jesse yeah. is yeah, and. And also because Jesse has been the victim of his, like, worst crimes. Um, yeah. Except Jesse doesn't know that. If if Jesse <laughs> were to find out, then it would make all those things real. Like, Jesse yeah. has to believe that he's good. He can't know. Like, I, I think he just doesn't admit to himself um, 
Yeah. Oh my God. God. Well, I oh, also gosh. liked it. So I'm, I'm wondering what happens because the very end of the second episode, Hank goes into the interrogation room mm. to talk to Jesse and you know that he's going to tell Jesse, look, I know it's Walt. And then yes. like you, you wonder what Jesse's reaction will be to that. Like, I'm, I, I'm sure we won't have long to wait. It's probably, it's that episode's almost over right now on the East Coast. But uh, out here, we still have a couple hours till it comes on. But, um, you know, I just wonder if he's just going to spill everything. Just be like, yep, this is what we did. And because, I mean, he's at the point where he can't deal with it anymore. Right. Like, well, will Jesse have any loyalty left and if he does, why? You know, why is it just because he doesn't? He just doesn't like Hank. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> like I, I don't, I don't know. I don't. Uh... Yeah, I, I'm really curious to see where that goes. Who turns on who? If anyone does, or or, or what? It's like, but but the, also, so I was going to say, we find out Walt's cancer came back. Yes, but uh, we also know but he... that a year later he's still alive. A year later, he's still alive, and he has a full head of hair. Yeah, and so everyone not, else seems to be gone. So right now, he's doing the chemo. Secretly, nobody knows, but in a year, he's going to have well, his hair back. Well, well, now they do know, but they didn't know when he's been secretly doing it. But now they know in episode right, two. Because right. um, at the end of episode one, Walt tells Hank. Hank. Um, yeah. And then Hank tells... Uh, Hank tells Skylar. Um, But yeah, so it's like, yeah. So this flash forward idea, and let's go back to talk about that. Because, okay, at the beginning of 5A, he's kind of grizzly looking and he's got like a gun full, a a trunk full of guns, right? It's just one gun, but it's a big gun. Oh, like a really big gun. Okay. Yeah. Um, That he like bought in the Denny's parking lot? Yeah. Well, yeah, I guess he was meeting his contact. He was meeting his contact and he gets it. Um... And then we see him at the beginning of Blood Money go back to his home, and his home is destroyed. There's graffiti yeah. on the wall that says Heisenberg. So somebody yeah. knows he's Heisenberg and put the graffiti. Well, everyone must know well, because his neighbor recognizes him and is, like, freaked the hell and that out. that neighbor thing was great because she, like, sees him. She drops her all her whole bag of groceries and the oranges roll, and, and he's just like, hello, Carol. And she's yeah. just like. But then later in that same episode, he sees her, like, a year before. He's like, oh, hi, Carol. She's like, oh, hi, Walt. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. And yeah. Uh, so, I mean, I just wonder, you know, what, how does he get there? What happens to everyone else? Right. Because we've seen no one else yet in that scenario. Yeah. There's yep. been some argument that maybe he faked his death. And that's yeah, maybe. maybe why I mean, she's so shocked. Or, um, because how could people know when he's not in custody? Yeah. Maybe, I mean, maybe he just disappears or something. Yeah. So, um, and something. then he goes but and gets the... what does he the... need an arsenal for? And why does he need an arsenal if he gets the ricin? Like, he needs the arsenal and That's the ricin. I feel like he's going to do something both? and then kill himself. Do something and then kill himself. Although I don't know what he would do. Like, what would Walt do? If he doesn't seem like the kind of person who would walk into the DEA and just, like... You know, it's like, what's that going to do for him? And it's like, at this point, it's more like people should be mad at him rather than him be mad at anybody else. Like... People right. need to get an arsenal against him. Why are well, 
who is yeah, he and I mean, punish? I don't know. And maybe, like I said, I mean, I, I'm assuming that whatever we think is going to happen is not what ends up happening. <laughs> right. So, you know, uh, right. he's going to do something else with that. With the yeah, and I the feel guy. like the ricin is for himself. Or yeah, but I mean, is it? I mean, for Jesse, that's what but... that's what we think. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, maybe if Jesse betrays him, he'll want to murder Jesse just because. I don't know. It's all we're all just speculating. Like, <laughs> I know it's just speculation, but um, but yeah, some. Pe- I, 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 do you feel like the flash forward is? I guess we won't know if it's a good device till we see the end. I think it is a good device because it has been so far, and it's not ruined anything. You know, because they've used it a few times now, and I sort of like that it's sort of a running theme with this show that they sh- that they mm-hmm. that they sort of show you little snippets of the end. Yeah, I feel like they don't. It, I feel like they don't show enough to make it spoil right because we, it. we're sitting here wondering what the hell it is. We still don't know enough. Like all we know be... is that a year later, Walt's alive, and that's all we know. Right. You know, we don't know anything else, so I think that's fine. I mean, it, it sort of gets you sort of. It gets us doing exactly what we're doing. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And just anticipating it more. Mm-hmm. Because if we haven't seen that, then maybe we'll believe Walt's going to, his cancer will kill him or he'll get arrested or so we know none of that's going to happen. So it just makes the tension more. Mm-hmm. It's like, how does he get to that spot? And uh, so I just can't wait to find out, but <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm excited. And I like that, you know, um, there's an, all along we've always thought, you know, if if Hank ever finds out, it's like also his career is going to be ruined. And so I like that they address that in Buried where it's like he needs to be careful about how he um, he needs to right. make sure to get as much evidence on Wall as possible. Because if he goes to them without the evidence, it's like. It's well, it's not he, even that. I think that he what he was saying was that he's fired either way. But yeah, he he's wants, fired either way. Wants to be the and one to he's fired either way. But also, there's a possibility he could be arrested along, along. Yeah, but with... see, I didn't find that to be very strong because we all know that the DEA is not going to catch Walt without Hank. I mean, that's wow. not going to happen. He's not on their radar at all. How could yeah, they catch him without Hank? Like, so I mean, I don't find that compelling. I mean, maybe Hank finds that compelling. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I mean, but I guess the, audience, the destruction of his career know, is definitely, you know. Yeah. I mean, as the audience, we all know is that. Is there any way for him gonna to be Either Hank his... catches him or nobody does. Yeah. You know, that's that's really it. Yeah. And, um, yeah, and, and we already, you already kind of mentioned the Marie and Skyler fight that happens in the second episode. And, um and that was a good counterpoint and like Marie trying to take Holly away. <laughs> um, and yeah, that stepping was good. In. I like, how um, what did you think of the, of, of, of the way that, that, um, Hank tried to control, tried to get Skylar on his side. Like he didn't know that, how far in she was and he's kind of going to her. Um, thought that she would be instantly willing because he, he see what he pieced together was the victim part right that Skyler's been this victim which is true <laughs> on the one hand 
but I don't it's, think she, it's she had the way any that five A made us think Skylar was. But then, which is why I think we were frustrated with five A because the, we knew that it was more right. complicated than that. She wasn't just a victim, right? Um, but it was like she was playing the well. victim in five A, and it was frustrating. Um, because I yeah, I don't think Hank had any conception about how involved she is. Um, yeah, she's invested fully in making sure Walt doesn't get caught. Yeah, which you know before yeah, she's had she's had the choice. She could have turned Walt in at any point. Right, and she has chosen not to. Um, right, because of the effect it would have on her family. Yeah, and, so... and, and now she's in like a stunning move. <laughs> She's chosen everyone else over Marie and, and you know and Hank and all of them. Like she's not uh, she's not going to help them at all. And Marie even says it. She's like, "You're not helping because you think Walt's going to get away with this," you know. And it's it's like, yeah, that's exactly right. Uh, she does think Walt's going to get away with this because she knows Hank doesn't have anything. Mm-hmm. I mean, he. They, they know that Hank knows, but they also know that he can't prove it at this point. Right. But they also have to know that Hank is just not going to give up. He just never has. You know, yeah. so I don't I don't know what happens there. Do you think I, Hank I will survive this, this series? I don't know. I was going to say, I don't see how they both do. <laughs> you know, like I – unless Hank thinks that Walt's dead, you know. Uh, which I, 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 I don't even, I have no concept of what they're going to do. Yeah. And I like that. I don't know. Oh yeah. I mean, like I have vague, I don't want to have called it, you know, like, <laughs> you know, I, mean, five I know it's going to be horrible. The- like, I feel like I know, like no matter what, you know, it's going to be horrible. <laughs> like yeah. people are not going to be happy. It's not going to yeah. be a happy ending. Um, well, that doesn't mean people won't be happy. If this show had a happy ending, what would that even look like? No. And I feel like because what, the show, what would a happy ending be? because the show has so has established this, this moral kind of core to how, how Walt has had to suffer the consequences for this these actions all along. I I feel like that's not just going to stop at the end. I don't think he's just, he's not just going to get away with it. And there have been some articles I've read online where people feel like it would be a mistake for like people think Walt should be able to get away with it because that's more interesting. Um, but I disagree. I think I don't think that's necessarily more interesting for him to get away with it. Um, because it's no, it, not... it, it wouldn't fit at all with what the show has done. Yeah, so. and I feel like he's gonna yeah. have some repercussions, but I don't know if it's necessarily going to be the legal and or if it's going to be his mortality. If he's going to die, or if it's just going to be that he loses everybody in his life. Like either That's way, what it like anyway. Yeah, I mean... I mean he's already kind of losing everybody. Um, although Skyler's kind of coming back to him right now, like. Team, trying to team up with him, but he he was convinced that she had turned on him, and he's like desperately right. reacting to the fact that she's meeting with Hank, thinking, "Oh my God, she's turned on me." But then he, does he know that she actually hasn't? Right. Um. Because I feel like honestly, it could have gone either way in that scene. Like they could have made me believe it either way. 
for her to yeah. team up yeah. with Hank against with Walt that. because she's decided that's he's a stronger player and she can that like I could have seen her siding with either one. Yeah. Um I'm glad that she sided with Walt though in terms of the for the show in terms of where the story will go. Mm-hmm. Because if she just spilled it all to Hank right there in the diner, it's like, all right, so now he knows everything. Mm-hmm. And that makes Walt a fugitive already, you know, which I don't see happening for a little while yet. Yeah. And um, and then you kind of mentioned this earlier, the thing with, like, Lydia and Todd that happens in this episode. So, like, who were all those people that she killed? Were those those all... were for the people that um, they Walt were teamed up with. Yeah, so those were all in order the... to distribute okay. everything. So Once now, Mike... yeah, yeah, they were all those people that that Walt yelled "Save my name!" at. Yeah. Um. So now she and Todd are like massacred. All those people. And then she's like, I don't want to see the dead bodies. Like, it makes me not. I feel like that makes me dislike her (laughs) well but that's but that's always sort of been her situation she is the person who sits in the office and controls everything and she doesn't like to to you know to get involved on that level with anything like she i mean just the fact that she even met with those guys in person was surprising to me like she Mm -hmm. she always sneaks around and wears those big glasses and does all this stuff and and um you know what I mean? Like, I, I'm not surprised at all. She's like, I don't want to see it. You know, it's like that's because she she imagines what she does, I think, in terms of numbers and dollar signs and stuff like that. It, it's just like how, you know, we talked about before about how Jesse has this I don't want to hurt anyone thing. It's like, but you deal meth. You, you know what I mean? But he can sort of look at it as well i'm not hurting you know it's not right in front of my face Mm -hmm. so i i don't see the way that i'm causing damage you know it's the same thing he's always been a very judgmental drug dealer like what you're having drugs when you have kids yeah how would how could you right Um, like i mean i feel like lydia is sort of the same in that not because she has sort of a moral issue against it but i think her sort of self-image is that she's not like those people so if she sort of would like witness what she caused, I think that would sort of make she would have to think about yeah. what she's doing and doesn't want to do that. I that's sort of how I get that's the sense I got from that. Yeah. Yeah, I still it makes me not like her though. Um Yeah, sure, that's fine. <laughs> but yeah, and then the other thing that we haven't talked about was there were two really funny moments in the first episode of season five B we had Badger telling Skinny Pete and Jesse about his oh, yeah, Star Trek script. So what did you think about Badger's Star Trek script? <laughs> I thought it would have been a great episode. That would have been a great episode. Uh, yeah, that was really, really funny. Pie eating contest, check off yeah. the star. Um <laughs> I, and uh, I like Scotty beating out the pie. With, I mean, I like that they even came up with that because that conversation could have been anything. So, if the, because the scene is just Jesse's listening to them prattle on, 
Right. And he can't. When they're high, like a normal. Yeah, and he's but he's not even listening to them. He's just sitting there thinking. He's like he's, he's totally in his own head, and he wants to get rid of the money because it's blood money. And he goes and gets the money and walks out in the middle. Like that conversation literally could have been anything at all. It has no bearing on the story or the plot or anything. And I love that that's what they came up with for that spot. Yeah. And, it was it was perfect. And and you can see that being a conversation that the writers had in the writer's room. Like yeah. not even in the context of this episode, just like them discussing like their Star Trek ideas of like, well, what if blah, blah, blah. There's a pie. Yeah, um, I wonder what the story behind that is. Yeah. And you know, there is one, there has to be. Yeah. Apparently like Vince Gill, like apparently I think it was either Vince or another writer had, had a Star Trek script idea and they used it. They used that idea as the, as the joke. Like it's one that the writers had that, that Vince had had, I think for a Star Trek script. <laughs> um, yeah. And there, there's been other um, sci-fi geek stuff in the show, like back in an earlier season um, when Jesse was like all sad that he had so much responsibility. Now that he was like a boss, and they're like, yeah. you know, Darth Vader had a lot of responsibility too. He had to take yeah. care of two Death Stars. <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I forgot about that. And but. so there's been like a little bit of a. And they play a lot of video games and stuff. And so there's been like a little bit of a setup for them to have this um, this kind of pop culture knowledge. And there's stuff in the room. Like there was st- back um, his friend that died. Like in his room, I think there was like oh, combo. Yeah, combo. Like when he was going back to visit his friend's room, like I think there was like some posters on the wall and stuff. Like, like there was set up stuff that these guys, you know, were into. Well, yeah, I love that Skinny Pete also was like, "No, that's Voyager, man. What are you talking?" about? Oh yeah, about? they were like and, and, arguing like, about. Well, what you can imagine is that those guys sit around watching Star Trek when they're high. Yeah. Like that's what I imagine. And since they're high all the time, they've seen like every episode of everything. Yeah, you know, like that. That, that's sort of how I imagine that knowledge being obtained, yeah. you know, with, with those guys. Yeah. Um, and, and on a side note, like I have, you know, been starting to watch Star Trek. Um, I recently watched this. Episode. Oh my God. Did you, you started watching it? Well, yeah, I've been talking because about I, it. Well, no, you had said that you were going to. And I, then have, I, never I haven't heard. gotten too far. I've got like seven episodes in. And oh my God, like that pie eating contest episode, that is not too far from what could happen on the show. Like I watched <laughs> an episode where Kirk had to fight his evil doppelganger. Yeah. Um, and his doppelganger was like, tried to like attack the lady with the blonde wig. And... Um, he was really bad, and then, um, oh gosh, oh, he had had a a scratch on his cheeks, that's how you knew it was the bad one, but then, like, he put makeup on it to cover it, anyways, anyways, it was very creepy, and then I watched this one where, um, they brought this man onto the ship who had been... He was human, but he had been raised by these aliens, and so he had, like, learned how to use his mental powers to control people, and he had turned kind of weirdly evil, and he was like, oh, yeah, there's all kinds of crazy... Oh, and there was this one where, like, the lady can appear... The It's really a demon, 
Or no, an alien. It's really an alien, but it can appear like somebody, whoever you want it to be. Like, it could appear like, you know, the person you love. Um, And so, but it it needs salt to live. And so, like, it was killing people with, like, it suctions the salt out of their body. Um, And, yeah, so. There's all kinds of great stuff. Yeah, there's all kinds of great stuff. Until you get further. Yeah, I'm not too far yet because I'm too busy rewatching Angel, apparently. Um, <laughs> apparently, yeah. <laughs> but I need to watch more more Star Trek. So that's that's true. <laughs> you really, really do. As far as I remember, there's not a pie eating contest. No, this, so but... far there's not a pie eating contest. But sh- check off. You know, I could imagine he would appreciate one. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, there's not so far. So, yeah, I really enjoyed that reference. And then I also enjoyed in episode, uh, the episode Buried, when Huel and, and Kubi go to get, oh, yeah, that was go to pick up the money, and they go, like, Scrooge McDuck on yeah, the pile of money. Yeah, on it, yeah. And that was so great, because I was a really yeah. big DuckTales fan, because they even referenced. No, they did, yeah. They, they referenced it. Right it. And so that was great. Yeah. Because <laughs> I'm a huge DuckTales fan. So yeah, I like, they just like, both I had to lay though. back on that money and like enjoy. It's like the money. I gotta do it, man. I gotta do it. I gotta <laughs> do it. Yeah. So You're it's like, nice that yep. in the midst of all this insanity, they can have a little bit of humor. They've always been good at doing that in this show, though. Yeah, exactly. And so I always enjoy those those humorous moments. So because you need something to counterpoint yeah. the sad moment of like Jesse laying on a merry-go-round in an abandoned park, like, you know, losing all hope of, of life, you know, like, yeah, like you gotta have something to counterpoint that despair, <laughs> the yeah. despair of that moment. You know, it's like, Oh God, Jesse, I just don't think I can survive watching anything hor- else happen. I just, I'm very worried about Jesse. Yeah. It would be I just, quite tragic if... Like, on the one hand, it's like, if, if he colludes with the cops, then it's like, that will destroy him too because he is so loyal. Like, I just don't know. I just don't know. There's just no happy ending for Jesse. There's just I don't, no... Well, I don't see any... There's no possibility for him. Yeah. I don't see how he gets out of this. Unless maybe he could, like, a, maybe everybody else could die and, like, Jesse could adopt Holly and, like, raise Holly because, you know, he <laughs> loves kids. Like, maybe he could be a father that would, like, redeem him. He's, like, so loves the children. Um, but I don't know. Ugh. Yeah, I, I don't I don't know. I'm a bit worried about it, too. But yeah. we'll just have yeah. to trust that it'll go where it should go. I mean. Yeah, I, I don't know how many episodes we have in season five. How many were there? There's only eight in season one. Okay. In in season five A. So that's the same as this, I think. So we only have six more then, I would guess. So. Yeah. It's. Which, which, and I mean, they can do a lot in six episodes, so. Yeah, but it'll be over before we know it. No, I know. So. So Yeah, and so will Dexter. And and for the people who are listening, we do want to record a Dexter podcast, but just not tonight. Yeah, but I do want to know your thoughts on Dexter. It's it's funny that both of these shows are having their final seasons right now. And we're both watching them. Um, well, I mean, really, it's funny that they're both ending at the same time. It really is like the end of an era, mm-hmm. like because these these shows are both so popular and you know influential and all that, and they're both ending, and it's like oh. <laughs> 
It's, yeah, and it's kind of a similar like male anti-hero kind of thing that right. has been very popular since The Sopranos. Um, but I I like in some ways it's you know I like that this maybe era is maybe ending because yeah it's time. there are so many other types of shows like there's this new show that um, I'm obsessed with called Orange Is the New Black and I know I'm obsessed with everything but um, yeah. Orange Is the New Black is special it is totally unlike anything. I already done a whole two hour podcast on it. Um, oh no doubt. Yeah, with my friend, um, uh, with my my friend Diana, and it, it's like when you watch, like I watch so many shows, like you know, like Dexter, Breaking Bad, you know, and blah blah. And you get used to TV as a certain way, and like you're like, oh wow, this TV is so amazing, it's so different than the other TV. You know, when you're watching something like Dexter or The Sopranos <laughs> or. Um, or thing, but ne- then you watch Orange is the New Black, and you're like, "Oh wow!" Like, there's this whole other world that like TV never thought to ever do. That you like, on the one hand, you're like, "You can't believe they never made it." On the other hand, it's like sh- it's like so- shocking, but at the same time, it's like what you were always waiting for, or something. I don't know. Uh-huh. It's just it's all these women in this prison, and they're all like, it's just such a diverse cast, and the it's not really a plot driven show. I mean, it's like, there are plots that go on, but it's like, it's so different than these type of shows. It's like, it's like a totally different mm. thing. And it makes you think like, Oh wow. I'm so excited for like different kinds of shows. <laughs> yeah. I mean, especially with Dexter, that, that it's do, time for Dexter do, to end. Yeah. I mean, I oh, love that so show dime, I mean, so as, we, as we both do, but I mean, at some point it has to end, right? Yeah. Shows can't. I think it definitely, out, it was, you know, it's kind of outstayed its welcome critically. I mean, I still enjoy it because it's. Yeah, I don't care about that really. I still enjoy know? it because it's such I a fun popcorn it. show. Like, I've been. Kyle, you've been so proud of me because I did not watch ahead. I have been like waiting. I was really? like, okay, I was like, oh, I'm going to do this podcast with Kyle, so I don't want to go ahead. So I'm going to like stay on this episode. Um. But the episode's wow. up on the screener site. I could watch episode 809, uh, but I haven't yet. But then... Is that the one that's on... Tonight. Tonight, tonight will be episode yeah. 809. So probably what I'll do is... I'll well, I'm going to watch it yeah, tonight, too. We can so both can watch, watch the new month. episode, and we can record about a Dexter-specific podcast sometime next week um, mm-hmm. when you have some time. Dude, um, we, we haven't talked at all about this season yet, have we? Well, we talked about the but first episode. We talked about the premiere. Yeah. Oh, okay. We did. We talked okay. about the premiere and everything that was crazy with the like, dad. Oh, yeah. And... Then I made some predictions, which that then came true literally in the next episode. I was like, oh. Yeah, I know. I couldn't oh, tell you that they that were going to come And you already knew it. Because yeah, I already okay. knew. Because I'd seen yeah. like three or four by that time yeah. when we talked. I didn't expect to have all that validated. Yeah, like, you were so, you were very of prescient. Episode, of episode um, two. <laughs> yeah. So, so yeah, so we'll have a lot to discuss when we get to yeah. Dexter. And if you want, you could watch a little Sons of Anarchy. We could discuss that with the Dexter podcast. That's true. I but could. I don't know if you'll have enough time. I don't know, you're too busy riding bikes or something. Well, it takes a lot of my time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> My love for biking is like your love for TV. So that should tell you what level I'm on. That's like, an intense loving. It is, right? Like, wow. That's <laughs> good for you. Yeah. We all have to have something, right? Yeah. I, lately, I've been trying to avoid the outdoors because it's so muggy and hot right now in Florida. Oh, yeah. And it's like, we're in this like storm weather. So it's like you just step outside and it's just like this humid, ugh, hot. Ugh, it's, it so, it's just awful right now. But yeah. maybe next week will be nicer. We are at the end <laughs> of August, so 
you know. Maybe you'll get outside a little bit, but you won't because there's TV and it's inside. The TV is inside, and that's where the air conditioning is. <laughs> yeah, so it really worked out perfectly. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, gosh, ugh. So, any other other final thoughts about Breaking Bad or about these? Um... No, I I think at the moment this is where it is basically. And and I feel like we can easily do like once both Dexter and breaking bad are done, like done, done, maybe it would make sense to do kind of a, you know, another podcast about the fact that they're done and what we think it all meant. And, you know, all of that stuff, um, that would make sense to me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and before that though, we can do a Dexter one. Yeah, 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 of course. Okay. Yeah, that that sounds that sounds good. And um, yeah, it's funny too because I actually just re- re- read this book by Alan Seppenwall called um, "The Revolution Was Televised" about this current like golden age of television that we're in, kind of starting with The Sopranos and going up to uh, Breaking Bad and Mad Men. And Breaking Bad and Mad Men are kind of seen as the last ones on this particular. Um, train, trajectory. you know, this particular tra- yeah. trajectory, yes. Um, and once you watch Mad Men, you'll understand why. Um, <laughs> but, like, because, like, even oh, though man, Dexter is an interesting show, it's not on the quality level that, like, no, I, no. I, that Breaking Bad and, and Mad no. Men are. But, um, but, but I think Dexter is definitely an offshoot of that same trend, like, where you are going for these male antiheroes. Um, and yeah. so it, it, reading that book was very interesting and um there was different chapters about different shows and stuff and 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 I and I but I feel like I'm very excited about where TV's going now that there are just all these new crazy things going like there's Orphan Black and Orange is the New Black and um there's a lot of same boring mediocre stuff too but it's like in the midst of the boring and the mediocre there's like yeah well some, that's a constant there's yeah always there's boring, always going to be boring you know, yeah because because yeah. the new fall season's coming up and I've been watching a lot of the trailers for it and some of these shows you're just like really it's 2013 and this is the show you're making still yeah. I'm you know, constantly amazed but. Um, I guess I shouldn't be, <laughs> but yeah, but yeah. Well, that's what I feel about movies. I mean, you know that I'm more on the movie side of of visual media, but yeah, like I, it never. I mean, it never ceases to amaze, and yet I'm always amazed that I'm still amazed by how dumb and bad some of the stuff is. Yeah, you know if that makes any sense, but yeah. Okay, well then, on that note, I guess I will. Hopefully, I'll talk to you next week at some point about Dexter. And if any of the listeners have any feedback, you can email me Lucia at heroinetv.com or comment on the blog post. And Kyle, thank you so much for coming back to the podcast. Oh, you're welcome. I like I like it. So <laughs> I'm so glad we've been able to do this like on a regular basis. Uh, you know, because it's. It's like, yes, otherwise it's I would never talk to you. <laughs> I haven't yeah. talked to you since we don't. We live on the opposite sides of the country now, so it's nice to like, hang, yeah. you know, hang out, talk about TV. That's <laughs> what we did anyway. Exactly. So now we, we still do it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's good. Okay. Yeah. We'll have to do a movie one too at some point. Yes. Have you seen Much Ado About Nothing? 
No, it it showed up and was gone. Like I, I finally saw it, and it was so amazing. It was the I best. missed it. Oh, I so I good. It. I'm hoping it'll come out in DVD soon. Because yeah, well, I'm sure the theater that showed it actually showed it on Blu-ray. Like they got a Blu-ray and showed it. Oh, so they have the capability of putting it on Blu-ray. So they need to just release it on the DVD and the <laughs> Blu-ray already. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it hasn't been released yet, but it will soon, I would imagine. Because that would be a good one to discuss and just chat about. I mean, I love Much Ado About Nothing anyway, like, as that's one of my favorite Shakespeare plays, mm-hmm. um, just to begin with. And I've seen some of the other movie versions of it. Um, so. I'm really interested. In we could do a we could do like. a compare contrast. We could both we could we could like do a little God, homework have you, and you seen the one with Keanu Reeves. I have, but not for years. Oh, okay, like I so you it. that must have been when you were gone already because a bunch of us watched it one night at Colin's house. Oh, okay, oh, yeah. Oh my God, it was no, amazing. I so. wasn't there with you, but I you know I definitely wa- have watched it in the past. It's just it's been years. But you know what was great that was, was um uh. Simon from Firefly played the Keanu Reeves part. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> Which uh, I know it's terrible for me to say the Keanu Reeves part, but he played, um, you know, the the brother. And then what was great was Nathan Fillion was Dogberry, and he was well, that, yeah, I could see that. So excellent, so excellent. I just that makes was, sense. It was perfect. But uh, uh, who was um? Oh God, I forgot. I forgot their names. See, oh, yeah. It's one of my. It's one of my favorite ones, but I don't remember their names because. Yeah. I just, well, like Fred uh, and well, um, Alexis Denisoff and Amy Acker were um, were were the main couple. Okay. Okay, that's good, and that yeah. that probably has a fun dynamic because of Angel. Yeah. It was also. Me. Yes. Yes. Yeah, and okay. and Clark Gregg was the prince guy. Prince. Who, who's Clark Gregg? Um. A agent, the the dead agent from from. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. From the one who's going to be on Shield. Yeah, 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 yeah. Agent Phil Coulson. Yeah, yeah. No, I know who he is. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, oh yeah, no, the whole cast was amazing. So. Yeah. No, I was very excited for it, and then like it never had wide release, and I, I just know never it was saw so it. hard for her to see it. I was like so upset that it wasn't playing anywhere near me, and then finally they brought it to this little. There's this little um, independent artsy theater that is actually a nonprofit, um, and they stay open by subscriptions and stuff, but you can buy normal tickets there too. And it's this cute little theater where like you could sit on a couch or like at a table with oh, chairs. I posted about that place, yeah. didn't you? Yeah, yeah I was yeah, posting yeah, on I Instagram about it and also on um, Facebook about it. Yeah. And I don't think there's really much like that around here. At least yeah. I haven't found it if there is. Yeah. I'm really obsessed with it. And they, I went, I went to see this, the bling ring last week (laughs) it was this sophia coppola directed it oh okay Um, i've seen some of her other stuff mm -hmm. yeah so i don't know what i think about her (laughs) you know like i like her but it's one of those things where i could see how it wouldn't be to everyone's taste but i i enjoy her perspective um yeah but there's definitely not the same it's, it's very thematic like she always seems to focus on these the excess of these young of young women, uh, and yes. not just excess 
financially, but like emotionally. What was that movie she did? The uh, vanity and excess of like. The first movie she did, I think. Virgin Suicides. Yeah, that's the one I always remember when I think about her. I really liked that movie, that's and then a, she did the Marine. No, it was Nat good. And Lost in Translation too. Did she do Lost in Translation? I don't know. I'm pretty sure she did. Um, yeah, I mean the thing about her is that you're not seeing the same movie that you see in every other theater, you know, like or or, or whatever when uh, when you when you go to one of hers. But um, so yeah. That's that's interesting. I didn't know that. So yeah, there's the Butler is coming out or is out already. Oh yeah, you know I've heard about and... that. Just I wonder what that's gonna be because you know it's it's already getting all that you know Oscar buzz and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And I I always worry about those movies mm-hmm. where but it's you know like... who wrote that um, hmm. movie is Jonathan from Buffy. Um, really? He's the one who wrote. Game Change for HBO and the other Polytech movie on HBO. Mm-hmm. Um, God, what is his name now? It's escaping me. But I always call him Jonathan from Buffy. But he's like a real writer now, and he wrote the movie. <laughs> no yeah. Um, he's like won two Emmys, I think, now. I mean, I have not seen um, very many movies this year that I thought were very good. So I'm... <laughs> I'm kind of wondering what sort of Oscar season is going to be like. Um, yeah. I mean, I saw movies that I thought were fun or whatever, but I've not really been super impressed yet. Um, yeah. So I don't know. Of course, it also hasn't, it's really not the season for movies that impress you yet. So, mm-hmm. which I hate the fact that there are seasons for for that <laughs> oh my god that just reminds me what do you think about ben affleck cast as the new batman i, I don't know for the, for the record i'm for it hear that internet I, hear that internet i'm for I it i just don't even know why we're still doing batman like i it's like i i, well, I, I didn't even know there was going to be another batman well it's, movie. it's not and then it's like batman well, and it's superman like in the like, superman okay. batman movie yeah yeah, to me, that has disaster written all over it. And not just because of Ben Affleck. I just don't think... If Joss Whedon was directing it, I wouldn't be worried. Yeah, but he's not gonna. But he's, so... not, he's owned by Marvel now, so he doesn't have time yeah, to Yeah, it's not, like Batman and Superman are just so, so different. Like, I... Well, that's why they need to combine into No, that's why they shouldn't combine at all. they're so different. Yeah, but they won't be done well. I mean, you know... What if it was like... amazing? What if it's the best movie ever? Have some faith. You know, why <laughs> you have some faith like they have to show me that, that i i uh, should have faith no i mean yeah maybe it will end up being good i just feel like i didn't actually see the superman movie but i heard a lot of bad the internet's about... so mad about it though oh my god people like are just people are petitioning the studio to like yeah. stop it <laughs> Right, and that's that's what I mean. It's like once you upset your fan base enough, where they they like are upset, they're like pissed off that you even did it, like that you even made the movie. It's like I don't know. Maybe they should retool or just give up. Like Superman has never. They should just make a movie where Henry it's... Cavill and Ben Affleck uh, just like a make buddy out. comedy. <laughs> yeah, I'd watch that. I don't know. Superman is so hard to do well. Like you just. It's so hard to care about him, you know, because he's impervious to everything. Um, 
And and I don't know. And Batman is so tortured and stuff. It's like I don't. What are they gonna? What? How are they gonna combine them? Like, I don't know. I just not. I'm not looking forward to that. Okay. That doesn't mean it won't be good. I just feel like it won't be. But you're not like particularly upset about the idea of Batman. No, I don't ben care. Affleck. You don't care. <laughs> I mean, I I like um, Christian Bale as Batman a lot, but. He see now the fact that he was like hell no I'm not doing another one that you know it, whenever <laughs> that's never a good sign when the the actors are like I don't care how much you pay me I'm not gonna do that anymore you're like all right so he gets it it's run its course you know um, studio doesn't get, get it though they're like oh dollar signs well, like I'm James sure it'll Bond. do really well they're just but... not gonna ever end it. I mean, it's a yeah, timeless but character. Bond is like it's a timeless character. Yeah, I feel like that's different, though. You're just gonna keep doing it. Actually, no. I wouldn't mind Ben Affleck as James Bond either. Oh my god, <laughs> that I'll have to take issue with. I think we can stick with Daniel Craig for now. Okay. Um, <laughs> that you can't have a non-British actor play James Bond. Never. That just won't ever happen. That's very xenophobic. I know, oh, but shit. it's also a reality. No one would go see Ben Affleck as James Bond. Or they would go see it once just because they're confused. You know? <laughs> and, Maybe uh, if they gave him a different name and just made him just like James so Bond. It would be different. And instead be of having shaken, not stirred, he actually liked the right kind of martinis. Stirred, please. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, Lucia. That sounds a bit gimmicky. <laughs> <laughs> this is why I'm not in charge of a major movie studio. <laughs> right. Among many reasons, that's one of them. Yeah. The other reason being you would not pay any attention because there's TV. <laughs> so. Also, I would just be like, Joss Whedon should direct everything. Yeah. Well, that's also true, though. He <laughs> should direct everything, or at least most of everything. Yeah. A lot of everything. Are you going to watch the S.H.I.E.L.D. show? Um, I don't know. That doesn't really seem like something I would be into, but... What? This yeah. is, we can't be friends anymore. That yes, just doesn't that's... seem like something I'd be into. I, well, I, okay, have I ever have I ever said that about you? <laughs> I just sort of roll my eyes when you talk about like Vampire Diaries and stuff. I don't actually call you out on it. You know? <laughs> it's you're allowed to like what you like. And okay, like, fine. Uh, that's fine. funny. No, I mean I'll probably end up seeing it though. I mean I, it's not something I'm gonna. It's not something I'm gonna purposely like steer clear of so you either you weren't a big enough avengers fan to feel like you have to watch no no i mean I, i've never been like a comic book guy i liked the avengers avengers movie a lot i thought it was really well I th did we talk about the avengers yeah. movie? okay yeah so i won't rehash that but um you know i i don't know that i could sustain that level of enthusiasm for like a whole series see my problem yeah. is never sustaining levels of enthusiasm. No, that's that's <laughs> that problem ever. Yeah, clearly enthusiasm. <laughs> I've got it. Yeah, it involves TV. Heck yes, I, I like it. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, so that, that that should be interesting though. I'm interested. To, I'm interested to see how that show does, like what it does, and yeah, it'll be an interest like or or what because it's definitely different. You know, it's definitely not the same show that's always on. No, and it's on ABC, and it's not nothing like anything else on ABC, and so... Well, it's not like anything else on any other networks. No. There aren't any, like, 
You know what? Arrow the only show that the only other network that has a superhero show right now is is the CW. Um, yeah, they. I don't even know. They what. have they have the Green Arrow show. Arrow. Really? Which is I actually, actually there I really was like. a Green Arrow show. So. Oh yeah. See, you know nothing. Yeah. Oh, Kyle. There's CW. this whole world of television. I stopped you... watching the CW when I gave up on Smallville, like, oh, years yeah. ago. Oh, so, um, yeah, I don't – you know what it reminded me of? And I, I think that you might find this funny, that um, when, when I first heard there was going to be this show or that I saw, like, the previous one, I'm like, this reminds me a lot of, like, Get Smart <laughs> or something mm-hmm. like that, mm-hmm. you know, where there hasn't been a show like that in a long time. And uh, so, I mean, it has the potential to be really interesting and fun and, you know, to do really well because it's certainly not – it's not like it's having to fight really for market share of what it is, Mm -hmm. you know. Uh, So I'm sort of interested to see what happens with it. I don't know that that means I'm interested to, like, watch it religiously, but Mm – yeah. But yeah. Okay, that's okay. You have other things on your list to watch first, anyway. Yeah, that's right. I'm like, you want me to watch The Shield, or you want me to get no. into Sense of Anarchy? It's like, <laughs> which one of those do you want? I think I know the answer. So. Yeah. Okay, well then, I guess we will sign off, and uh, I will talk to you later this week, then. We'll yeah. try to figure out something on Facebook if we can schedule something. Yeah, well, I'm, I'll be available. So. Okay. All right, cool. Thanks cool. again. Bye. Yeah, thanks. Bye. Chicks with superpowers. Takes the edge off. Comforting. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh.